We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what's going on packers fans welcome into a saturday injury report edition of the pack a day podcast i have am of course one of your co-hosts matt fralick alongside me once again the full squad eli berkovich janelle Mackey. guys we always ask for news going into a recording on a Friday or a Thursday, albeit our schedules. And unfortunately, today is uh, injury-related news around the Packers that came out of absolutely nowhere. At this point, Saturday, maybe Sunday morning, getting ready for the game, if you're listening to this. Um, not only is Romeo Dobbs questionable for the game with a hammy, and we know that his counterpart, Christian Watson, also came up, oddly, on an injury report earlier in the week uh, with a hamstring, but we now definitively know that Christian Watson is out, surprisingly. That was about Friday afternoon, I want to say, middle of 1 o'clock, he was announced that he was out and just wild. That It, it seemed like we had talked about this a couple of times as we geared up for the regular season, just letting people know, hey, this is what we do on our Saturday episode. We get you the latest injury report because it comes out Friday. Timely news, we break it down. And we were kind of just like, for the last couple of months, right, maybe month during preseason, hey, we're in a good spot with injuries. No, nothing crazy. Um, things were progressing in a great direction with Rashawn Gary, who looks like he's going to be playing at some limited capacity. Eric Stokes was in a better position. We had no David Bakhtiar, appendectomies, crazy knee things that lasted 18 months. And albeit, it was jinxed with this hamstring injury with the Packers. So, unfortunate news. Um, it sucks. Uh, Janelle, what is your kind of like reaction with you know, this is a brand new offense, right? I think, in my opinion, it's going to be all 11 players need to contribute. And their number two, I would say, offensive weapon besides behind Aaron Jones is out. And then um, that being Christian Watson, and of course, Romeo Dobbs will monitor throughout these, uh, you know, this weekend with his hamstring and see what happens around 
what it was 2 p.m. Central Standard Time when they released that 90 minutes for the game. What what are kind of your thoughts right now on where this offense is going to be? Uh, 3:30 at in uh, Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the offense is going to have to revolve around Aaron Jones. Um, not only you know you got Jordan Love coming in really taking the reins this season, starting game one as QB one and everything. And it's really tough, you know, going into that situation, missing some of your biggest weapons. Like we already said, Watson is officially ruled out. Um, Dobbs is questionable. And then, you know, Dontavian Wicks is also on the injury report, all three with hamstrings. So it's like this receiver core is already starting to build up injuries super early on, which makes it really tough for Jordan Love. Um, You know, those people that he's built up those important connections with, all off season in training camps and everything like that in these preseason games. So that just makes it super tough on him. And it's obviously unfortunate just to lose such important players. Um, you know, you want to start off on such a high note in the season. Um, and we know Watson missed a lot of time early last year as well. He played the Minnesota game and then missed a lot of time. So um, I'm sure he's disappointed in it. It's disappointing as, as a fan because you want your best players out on the field. So I really think that, Aaron Jones is going to have to play a key role, which he always should in this offense. Anyways, he kind of is that leader right now on the offense, but I mean, he's also shown versatility in his game. So I think he's really going to be able to help Jordan love in that way. But I just think that going into this game in Chicago, big rivalry game, missing some of your important weapons um, as the new starting quarterback, I really hope that Jordan love is able to kind of overcome that adversity and work with what he's got. But Packers offense is going to have to get a little creative in that sense. Eerily reminiscent of, I'm sure, an episode we recorded about, I don't know, 50 weeks ago, 51 weeks ago. Go ahead and fact check it. Romeo Dobbs is going to need to step up, like we would say, right? Because Christian Watson was out after the Minnesota games. We were hoping, you know, Romeo Dobbs, Mm -hmm. he was the preseason darling, training camp darling to see if he can set up. I don't think it's appropriate to consider, you know, saying that Romeo maybe Dobbs, depending how his hamstring heals up, but like yeah. to say that these other receivers need to step up to the occasion, right? Whether it be Malik Heath, who's had a great offseason, Jaden Reed, who's climbed up the depth chart, Samari Toure, who's obviously in his second year. It's I don't think it's appropriate to say that like we need one of these guys to step up because they're so young and everything is so new. Like, Eli, how do they combat this? Is it, you know, I kind of agree with Janelle, like they need to involve Aaron Jones a little bit more. I think also getting the run established. I'm really excited to see what this offense look looks like. It, you know, full scope first week, no preseason, no, you know, backups, any of that BS, like what it actually looks like with LaFleur's offense. Like, is it more of a ground and pound with Aaron Jones, with AJ Dillon, or do they get Aaron Jones just more involved in the passing game? Maybe Luke Musgrave slips in there and starts having a big game. He might be a potential. Like, what are your thoughts, Eli, as far as just the way the offense could flow and ultimately being no pun intended hamstrung by the fact that Christian Watson is, uh, is out. Yeah. I mean, if it was up to me, if like I was calling this offense, like a game of Madden, it would be an incredibly heavy dose of Aaron Jones mixed in with some AJ Dillon. And I'm talking about, I mean, a, a floor of 18 carries forget touches, but carries for Jones, but I, I would, and we never see him get 20 carries, but it would like in the, of all times when you have love in his first start, missing his top weapon, other weapons potentially limited, playing against a Bears team that was awful against the run last year. It just makes perfect sense that this game. I mean, I said it on Twitter 
like Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon should combine for 40 carries. And again, that's outside of whatever Jones will do in the passing game, which I think he will be involved. But there's just there's no excuse. Last year, it seems like every week all we were talking about was the lack of touches for Jones, potentially too much Dillon. It never made sense. I, I understand he was maybe a little bit injured and they want to preserve him. I don't care. I'm done. I think it's honestly complete garbage. The guy's one of the best players in the league, and they utilize him as if he's a random guy that, like, is a change of pace back. It's disgusting. It's the biggest thing about Battle 4 that drives me nuts. And if it continues this year, then I'm just going to have to think that the guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing because it's it's sickening, in my opinion, to not give Aaron Jones way more, not just like, oh, you should get a few more touches, like, way, way more than we saw last year. I know I'm going on a tangent, but now that I'm talking about it, I'm getting pissed off because it bothers me so much. I know you guys have heard me do it, so I'll just stop, and it's very annoying. But You're you're correct, though, because it's like we went through the Mike McCarthy era where Aaron Jones would be a ghost. Like, he would barely get on the field. And then they brought in A.J. Dillon. It's like, okay, like, that's great and all, but, like, let's make sure Aaron Jones is still involved. And I thought he got involved last year. In certain games, it was like an Aaron Jones game, and then he would fade away. Um, you know, I guess the silver lining of that is like he's not getting overused and beaten to the ground. He has had some of those lower, you know, body injuries, which are unfortunate through wear and tear and just like random collisions he's had. But yeah, I, I'm fascinated this year. Now that Aaron Rodgers is gone and Aaron Jones becomes your focal point of this offense, how he's incorporated and if they start leaning on him more. Do they say, you know what, both A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones are on, like, kind of prove years and contract years? Like, do they need to establish themselves more? It'll be interesting as it continues to go. Eli, we're going to force feed this one a little bit in here before we get to the rest of the, uh, you know, injuries for the Packers and the Bears. You know, Andy mentioned the other day, prize picks. Big important thing when it comes to fantasy football. I was absolutely appalled last night when I was going through it. I had done it a couple weeks ago. The Patrick Mahomes line switch after Kelsey. I couldn't update it. That sucked. I was parlaying that with the, the Dak Prescott 0.5, which was an absolute, you know, will be a smash on the, the passing yards. I know you're super, super into the betting scene and, of course, fantasy. Anything, any any player in mind, it could be related to the Christian Watson injury. It could be a player that maybe you're stashing or just we'll go with week one. Anyone for the Packers that you like value guy or just someone that's like a home run you already mentioned Aaron Jones it sounds like he should get 18 carries anyone else that you have in mind maybe Musgrave yeah um a couple guys I think for DFS like you mentioned whether it's prize yeah I mean prize picks DFS or in your fantasy league uh I mean Jaden Reed is like probably the most obvious like plug and play but yeah I think like Luke Musgrave I get it first game of his career rookie tight end historically rookie tight ends not overly you know, successful, but I just think the way we saw him involved in the preseason and training camp, it really wouldn't surprise me if he sees like seven or eight targets, which for a tight end of really any caliber is a pretty high workload. But I just think Jordan Love is going to want to keep hitting him over the middle, short yardage kind of stuff, get him involved. So I don't know if you could find him on prize picks, but if you could, I would potentially get him in there because I'm sure his yardage is very low. And if you want to get wild, and I'm a person who does enjoy getting wild, potentially, you, you can throw Malik Heath in there. I think in two wide receiver sets, Malik Heath is probably going to be the guy in the field. So he might end up maybe not out snapping, but being just in the same range as Jaden Reed. So 
if you want to go cheap, if you want to get nuts, uh, Malik Heath is someone to keep in mind. I love it. Like you said too, yeah. If you can find Musgrave on Prize Picks, this is my first year doing it. I want to get in involved, and it's just a fun, you know, alternative way to be involved with fantasy football and etc. And just have more passion and to get crazy during a game, like Eli mentioned. If you can find Musgrave, I think that's a smash. You know, one thing too, guys. One of my favorite candies growing up was a Heath bar, and maybe it's a Malik Heath game. I don't. We'll see what happens with Malik Who's Heath. I think favorite it, candy is Heath. Yeah. When I was what? a child. When I was a child. Like, yeah. was just, that is. That's the like the saddest thing, thing I've, I've ever heard. heard. That is ludicrous. Guys, I I've was workshopping that so for the last couple hours. I'm like, how can I involve Malik Heath? Heath, and it was. It was like when I was 11 years old. I remember just like, oh my god. And then I got braces, and it was like, well, this you can't, you can't even. We're not messing with you. Think braces was the best thing that ever happened to you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I would, I would disagree. Too. So hopefully. Uh, we have a better reaction yeah. to Malik Heath's career than apparently oh, the Heath yeah. bar, which was the most controversial thing I've no, ever said in this Heath episode. Is, every kid trades away the Heath bar in their candy yeah. bag on Halloween. <laughs> like if you go know, to a gas was... station and see 7,000 candy bars oh, and walk what... out with the Heath bar, you should get snipered immediately. This is what, what Matt is saying is that after Sunday, the stock in Heath bars is going to go up in Wisconsin. <laughs> back they're gonna do king size bars they're not gonna be the little like they've gotten like you know smaller through inflation and what i don't want to get into that but yes uh maybe it's maybe it'll be a a heath bar that'll who knows maybe i'll even buy a heath bar before i you know get ready for the game on sunday and just kind of hold it and have it melt in my hand just (laughs) for some omen but uh, i would save yourself the trouble uh eli you mentioned musgrave i think it's in, in you know important to talk about the the other injuries here obviously we know tyler davis is on ir uh, Luke Tenuta also on IR, and of course we're still waiting um, to come off the pup list. Eric Stokes, but it seems like he is trending in the right direction. So I'm I'm really excited to see when Eric Stokes can get back. But that's kind of the injuries, you know, long term for the Packers. Short term, nothing else too crazy. Janelle, you mentioned Dontavian Wicks. We'll see how he contributes. He battled some injuries during this offseason, also with the hamstring, but. Um, from Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, he went from limited to full participant Thursday, Friday. Seems like an optimal situation for him. Still on the offensive side of the ball, veteran rest for David Bakhtiari. Didn't participate all week. It sounds like all systems go, though, according to Matt LaFleur. Again, something to monitor, but based off the development of those other tackles, we'll see how things go. And I'm not you know, overly concerned about the pass rush on the, the Bears. So if Bakhtiari were to have an absolute setback, which would be detrimental, we would hate it. It would suck. I think we should be in a good spot there. And then finally, on the defensive side of the ball, Anthony Johnson Jr. I know Eli is a huge fan of him and a lot of other people are. He had a, a knee but was a full participant throughout the week. We'll see if he can even contribute um, you know, at that safety spot. Let's see if he even makes the active, you know, the roster come game time will be interesting to see if he's on the uh you know inactive list and then Rayshon Gary probably the brightest spot of this whole thing limited practice knee biggest thing on the defensive side I'm just circling is like how many snaps does he get when does he get factor in is he only on that third down maybe second down but I'm curious to see how he rolls and let's get over to the defense or excuse me the bear side guys they're in a better spot um we'll start with their IR uh we talked about this earlier I again Things I didn't know that would come up in conversation that would uh, irritate each other today. One being the Heath bar, two being uh, apparently Eli hates Tevin Jenkins, maybe a little <laughs> bit overrated. Uh, but Tevin Jenkins is on IR, as we know. We kind of talked about that last week, I think just kind of teasing this episode that he got put on IR. They're kind of right guard, or excuse me, right guard, outside tackle, whatever. Um, he's on IR. Doug Kramer, another offensive lineman, and then Isaiah Ford, receiver. I want to say he's like a veteran receiver that they have there that would probably just be a guy for them but 
Um, as far as their act, and that's all IR. As far as their active roster guys that are banged up, I know there's the two safeties, which is something that I think is really, really interesting for how the Packers could attack. That would be Jaquan Brisker, who had an up and down year last year for them um, with a groin. My guy, one of my favorite Bears, unfortunately, uh, Eddie Jackson. Love the way he plays, and he's a, he's an absolute stud. He also has an injury. Um, he's uh, been dealing with an ankle limited participant on Wednesday as well as Brisker and then full participant Thursday, Friday. I think it's important to see, you know, how those guys progress. Um, and before I forget, I do want to interject this, maybe not the most appropriate time, but while around the bears is that, you know, let's not forget guys that soldier field typically has some really, really shitty field conditions, whether that's based off of them having like back to back to back to back concerts at soldier field before the, you know, before the season starts, some weird sod thing. So like, I think it's important to like watch it as it, it, you know, the, as the game unfolds. And that was one thing that I always remember. I always forget about it until the game starts. And then after the first drive or after the second drive, they come back to commercial and you're like, who threw all this sod out on the field and these like divots from like a golf course. So interesting to see how that'll affect the thing supposedly because it's right off Lake Michigan that like that messes with it. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but I will say Soldier Field is trash. Every part of it's garbage. But if they move to Arlington Heights, that would be funny because I think that's also stupid. But they're the Bears, so I won't put it past them. And those are kind of like the biggest injuries for them, I would say. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball yet, Dylan Cole dealing with a hamstring. DNP Wednesday, Thursday, limited participant. He's the only actual game status designation. Right now. He is questionable. Looking at their depth chart, he's like their third interior backer, so not a huge deal there. I would say like Nate Davis, offensive lineman, might be of a concern. He's their current starting right guard based off this list I'm looking at. And I know they've had some... You know, like we mentioned with already Tevin Jenkins going out with right guard, Lucas Patrick had to move to center. It's been kind of like a rotation in that interior. Um, so I think that's important, especially what our pass rush can do. I know I think the last couple of weeks, as far as Packers Twitter goes and just conversation, like the D line for the Packers has been, I would say, highly more highly touted as far as like the conversation. So I'm interesting to see how they can attack there. Um, and then also on the defensive side of the ball, I did miss Demarcus Walker, young dude that you know, he'll just fill in. It looks like he's listed as the, you know, the starting D lineman, according to this, which I'm, I'm surprised. And it just kind of tells you um, more of where they're at as far as their defense goes. It's just kind of, it's in a weird spot. It, it's really not one of those Bears defenses you would used to think. It was so-so the last couple of years. I would say it's almost gotten worse outside that secondary that's got some young players um, rounded out with a couple of safeties I mentioned, Jalen Johnson, Kyler, uh, Kyler Gordon. But I digress. And then the final one, Mercedes Lewis. Veteran rest, not listed. It'll be a little bittersweet to see Mercedes Lewis out there, of course, also with Robert Tunyon, but um, that'll be strange as well. So, uh, Eli, we'll start with you this time. Any of the injuries that you think should be, you know, let's go attack these guys. Let's, you know, this is a huge blow for them. Anything that at all as far as the Bears goes or how the game could progress with those? Hello, friends. As many of you know, a few years back, the Milwaukee Bucks were in the NBA Finals, and I desperately wanted to go to Game 6 in Milwaukee to see them win the championship. As you can imagine, prices were insane, and I kept going back and forth with different apps to try and find the cheapest tickets possible. I finally found them, clicked purchase, and of course they were gone. 
goodbye game six of the NBA finals. Now, thankfully, the day of the game, I was able to find a ticket, but the entire thing was so expensive and way too stressful. I really wish I could have simply used game time to alleviate all of the stress and all of the hassle. I've started using game time app for purchasing all of my tickets, and I wish I would have done so sooner. From low prices to easy to find tickets to last minute ticket deals, the game time app is perfect for all of my ticket needs. Game time is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can get images of your seat before you buy. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two clicks only in fact, and tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never need to dig through your email. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code packaday for $20 off your first purchase. That's code P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code packaday for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We made it. It's officially football season, which means it's the best time of the year, but also it means that I'm going to be really freaking busy. If you're like me and your busy fall season is already in full swing, you might be looking for some wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Factor lets you level up with Gourmet Plus options prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. Personally, I'm trying to eat healthier, so their calorie-conscious options are perfect for my meal plan. They have delicious, dietitian approved calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Best of all, with Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions, source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices, and feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals. This September, get Factor and enjoy eating well without hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered directly to your door, ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash packaday50 and use code packaday50 to get 50% off. That's code packaday50 at factormeals.com slash packaday50 to get 50% off. It's finally football season, which means it's also finally daily fantasy football season. And while I get excited to play daily fantasy every year around this time, I'm even more excited this year because I'll be using prize picks for all my daily fantasy selections. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Even better, they offer ultra quick withdrawals to make all your transactions super fast and easy. Also keep an eye out for weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. My favorite, Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, prize picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Before football season ramps up, I've been using prize picks for my MLB and college football picks as I prep for a season of winning in daily fantasy football. The experience has been amazing, and it's increased my daily enjoyment of watching Brewers and Badger games. Now, it's time to get some Jordan Love entries in prior to this weekend's game. The great thing for me is that they offer Apple Pay, which makes depositing money into my account so incredibly easy. So what are you waiting for? Join me on Prize Picks by going to prizepicks.com/packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com/packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Not really injury-wise, like I don't see I mean, I think 
you know, considering two of their better guys in the secondary are going to maybe not be at 100%, but more like in the 80 to 90%, maybe you can, you know, take a little bit, a few more shots. But I just think, again, pound the ball and short area stuff with Dobbs, Musgrave, get Reed involved out of the slot. And like you mentioned, I mean, the Bears field is pretty terrible. So we have some guys that could, you know, be dangerous with the ball in their hands. I really want to see what Reed can do with the ball in his hands. So I just think you do that and you make the Bears play sound defense for four quarters, which they can because they're the Bears. Janelle, any, uh, any, I don't even know what I would say, any hypothesis, any assumptions, any predictions about how, interactions with like Mercedes Lewis, Lucas Patrick, Robert Tunyon will go with the current Packers team or are we kind of like past not past that but are there certain players that might not have that same continuity there probably is at the tight end position but curious if there's anything like pre-game in the middle of the game post-game that there'll be players you know exchanging that there's other guys I think what Luke gets still there too so there's a ton of other guys but any any predictions how that'll go yeah I mean I feel like the difference with Mercedes is that he kind of fit into that veteran group that we lost. Um, So it's like a lot of younger guys on the Packers, but there was obviously so much respect for him. But I mean, the age gap between like, we have a really young team now, which is super weird to think about. Um, So the age gap between them and Mercedes Lewis is huge now. Um, But obviously there was nothing but respect and love for big dog when he was here. So it is going to, you know, it's going to hurt us, even though he had, a short tenure in green Bay. Um, It's obviously hard to see him in that bears uniform, but um, I think it'll be, you know, he, he plays that sixth lineman position and uh, then you got Tanya. Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of those ex Packers down there, I think, but you know, Lucas Patrick was there last year. Um, But yeah, I mean, considering our tight end room now who never really had a chance because they're rookies to work with Tanya and Lewis and really get a chance to learn from them. I think it would have been awesome, you know, obviously having Musgrave and Kraft learn from someone like Lewis and just kind of gather his wisdom. Um, you know, hopefully there's a little bit of conversation at some point and they can pick his brain a little bit because that would be awesome. But yeah, I mean, you don't want to root for anyone on the bears, but I will. I'm not rooting for him. I'm just, you know, respecting people like Lewis who have done their time in the league and um, did what they were supposed to when they were with us. And Tunyon, obviously, he dealt with that injury late in his career with us. So wishing him all the best. But I mean, no mercy when it comes to Sunday. Just, you know, hope hope no injuries, obviously. But, you know, it's it's going to be a battle out there. And I think, you know, it is interesting kind of our offense is missing pieces, but their defense is missing pieces. So it's going to be interesting to just kind of see how those two maybe balance out with each other with us missing our, you know, we for sure know we're missing Watson, but we don't know who else or maybe who might be on pitch counts, limited snaps, all that kind of stuff. And they're missing um, some DB. So kind of just, it could be a crapshoot in that way. You know, how do they want to play that? How are they going to play us? How are we going to play them? Um, so it'll be really interesting to kind of see what Matt LaFleur kind of schemes up in that situation. But I think that there's so much rallying around this game one. Like this is a very important game one. So to be missing or having banged up key players going into it is very, very difficult um, because you know that if something were to happen and walk out of Soldier Field without that win, you cannot blame these injuries 
on anything like that. So they, they're just going to have to work around it, build some adversity, figure out how to work around it. And I mean, it's, it's an all or nothing. It's the bears. So there's just so much riding on it, but I think that going into this game, there are some key components that could, you know, be detrimental in the injury perspective of things. So hopefully um, Matt, you mentioned the field, which makes me, you know, I wasn't thinking about that, but that's really important to point out, especially since we have so many guys who are, you know, dealing with injuries or trying to come back from injuries, um, especially those lower body injuries that it makes you really nervous about that field. So guys like Gary or Bakhtiari who have those significant lower body injuries, like, I don't know, maybe they won't play Gary as much as we want if he does play simply because of that. And, you know, it's kind of the risk factor, obviously if he can play, he's going to want to be out there, but it does kind of put it, put it a little bit more in the back of your mind. Like, okay, well, hopefully, you know, you want him to play, but you also have, have some concerns about that field. So you would kind of understand maybe if they feel they need to limit him, whether it's because of his own uh, body limitations or the environment they're in. So I think there's definitely a lot going into this game that could play a factor in the outcome for sure. Wild. It's just a wild game. You know, you factor in players, like we said, like, you know, until the last couple of years, never really thought about like, oh, I mean, once in a while. But when we look at it, you know, week in and week out, like with with this episode, you're like, okay, this guy doesn't have an injury status for, you know, the game or he's questionable. It's like, okay. I'm going to put him in my fantasy lineup or he's going to be out there starting and contribute. But we know that it, all it takes is maybe he thinks he's ready to go. He runs a couple routes, has some contact in the trenches, whatever. And he's out. Like, I think that's always something that you keep in the back of your head just because he's ready to go 90 minutes before the game. And we get the, you know, the alert on our phone that says, yep, so-and-so is active or so-and-so is inactive. It can swing on a dime, obviously, if he is active and how that transitions. I think that's something to point out. Um, final thoughts on the Mercedes Lewis thing. If and when he has a big play for them, maybe it's this first week or later on. Interesting to see interesting to see if the fans in Soldier Field will react the same way the Packers fans did with the big dog and all that cheer. Uh it'll be it'll hurt a little bit if they do that. It would probably also hurt me if they didn't do that or make me laugh at them. So albeit it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Um and just to look at the lines here right now guys. I think it's going to be an absolute slobber knocker. Like it's going to be a low scoring game. Um, maybe a couple plays by the Bears. You know, they look decent in the preseason with some big plays from uh, Khalil Herbert, a play from DJ Moore, but they still have to be facilitated by, you know, Justin Fields, who I'm not super confident on. Um, game right now set at 41 and a half points. Seems pretty reasonable. Packers currently getting a point and a half. So the Bears are favored at home with one and a half, which makes sense. Um, and my final thought is like, this is a, this is a huge game as, as important as a Packers fans to see, you know, at the edge of our seats to see how good, great, exceptional Jordan love is the same. The feelings are mutual for bears fans in conjunction. They want to see how, you know, are they going to be under another reign of a Super Bowl caliber MVP quarterback in that same division of their biggest rival is Justin Fields going to take that next step. Is he able to be established you know, with some of these other weapons they brought in? It's going to be a wild game. Um, and I think, you know, like you kind of hit on the head. It, there's a lot riding on it. Like, I, you know, talking to a couple of fans when I went to some training camp practices, like they're like, honestly, like all holds bar. Packers need to pull all the freaking stops. Whatever it takes to win this game, it's a huge, huge, 
you know, status of winning a game in Soldier Field, start out 1-0. And because the last couple of years, the Packers have started out pretty damn shitty on the first week of the season. So, um, Eli, any final thoughts before we wrap up here? Uh, they should win. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. They should win. That's, that's Our Chicago awesome. born and raised Packer fan has spoken. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, because if I get into it, I honestly don't even want to, like, psych myself out before this game because like you both said it, it's much bigger than just a regular week one game yeah, this is a huge game and being in chicago you know jen knows in, in when it's vikings week it's just an added intensity so just just win you know whatever the rest of the just season win. we'll figure out just win this week just you know win baby and I think I saw the graphic too here of uh you know it's a 330 game huge game I want to say like most of the country besides like California, Washington and uh Oregon are get, not going to get the game they're obviously going to be seeing uh Ram Seattle so it's it is out there for the masses to see it's going to be wild I totally agree with you Eli um That's if you guys own for the next generation of the rivalry it definitely I mean, it's, does. It's Fields and Love, it's not Cutler and Rodgers or Rodgers and whatever 20 other quarterbacks the Bears have had in the last yeah. 18 years. But, yeah, I mean, Love and Fields could, you know, be the next great rivalry, like, within our rivalry. So it's going to – yeah, it sets the tone for sure. And I don't want to start on the under of, you know, the next era of this rivalry. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. Guys, if you uh, – you know, guys, not Janelle and – uh, Eli, people listening, if you want to get more kind of an analysis or a deeper dive on the game overall, head over to the YouTube side. Uh, Andy Herman, maybe you've heard of him, puts out some pretty damn good content over there. Uh, you know, our task and our job and our desire is to always give you the the injury update going into the game um, for your Saturday listening. But if you want more of a breakdown, a little bit more of an analysis going throughout the week, check out the YouTube side at Pack a Day Podcast. Andy's got some good breakdowns there. A ton of new guests that have joined. It's like we're uh, you know, starting at Janelle, I know you started a new job this week. I started one a couple of weeks ago. So it's like we're in a, you know, starting a new job or at a new school. We got all these new people in our Slack channel. We got all these people that, you know, are a part of Pack a Day podcast. Continue to support them and all the people that have continued to put out content. But go head over to the YouTube side if you want more of a breakdown from the actual game. And of course, if you're listening to this episode already, I don't know how many times I've said this. If you haven't already subscribed on you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you're probably never going to do that. But maybe you're the one person sitting there driving sitting outside maybe going for a walk with your dog i don't know other situations i could put you in where you're you know maybe you're in traffic in chicago and it sucks on a saturday eli pull out your damn phone for a second subscribe rate review let us know how you're liking the podcast and of course if you haven't checked us out on twitter already please do so at pack a day podcast that'll be a way you can get involved with more of the people that are putting out content but also starting to know some of these other people that have joined the pack a day podcast team in 2023 for myself um you can find me on Twitter at Matt underscore Frey underscore. That's at M-A-T-T underscore F-R-A underscore. Earlier today, I had a really good interaction with uh, a couple of people just talking about the Christian Watson injury and where this offense will be. Feel free to always reach out to me and you know DM me or in my mentions. I, I love to go back and forth with people. It's, it's I love just interacting when people can have a debate that's civilized around the Packers or the NFL. So please always do so. Uh, Janelle, let everyone know all the content you're putting out right now and how they can get in contact with you. Yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter at Big Mac underscore four. That's kind of where everything that I put out will be. Um, Been pretty low key lately, but hopefully as we kind of get started with the season here, we'll be putting out a little bit more content. Like Matt said, 
start a new job. So I've been pretty, been pretty busy with that. So I'm going to do my best to obviously get out what content I can and be present. But obviously game days on Sunday, I am all there for you guys. So let's get going. I'm excited. So make sure you're following me there. Absolutely. Eli, let everyone know. I know you're writing. You got the pack with uh, Janelle and Zach. Like, let everyone know what you're putting out these days and where they can get a hold of you and um, possibly, you know, repurpose your content at some point. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so the pack, uh, which I think during the season will probably uh, be live every Tuesday night. And then any of my writing you'll find over at packreport.com. I think I'll be doing a weekly X Factor uh, article for them. So you can actually find that. Here's Packers X Factors over at packreport.com right now. And yeah, Twitter at uh, Book of Eli underscore NFL. You will, uh, yeah, I'm sure see plenty of uh, Packers content coming up over the next couple months. Love it. Love it. Guys, as we wrap up here, of course, we'll, we'll finish off as we always do, but the Bears definitely still suck. We know that. Win, yep. lose, or draw. Bears still suck. And of course, as we end every, every episode. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.